You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on a very special episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Ungler, joined in studio by Jared Habon, Vanessa on? on the mic in Montreal as well, Mark and Easton in here this week as well. So we have a very special episode we're going to jump into Talking about someone's new relationship that's all over social media lately. We're gonna get into not yours, Dave. We're gonna get into talking a little bit with Rob Mack, who is a love coach. Naz Perez, a close personal friend of all of us, is gonna be here as well. And we have a a very interesting phone call with a former bachelor contestant from this season, which probably is gonna get a little bit awkward. But first, Vanessa, you are all over Instagram lately, all over the news. Something happened. There's a there's a, there's a person in your life. Something happened. There's a person in your life that you finally felt comfortable enough to share with all of us. And it happened on Instagram, which makes it official. Yeah. Official. Which is isn't that sad? I remember a, a friend messaged me and he's like, Oh wow, you put it on Instagram, it must be going well. And I'm like, Yep, I guess now Instagram is a new way of making things official. It's such an indictment um, on our society. <laughs> it yeah, is. It it's um well, it's a new was... it's a new Facebook official, you know, like it, this it's the same thing five years ago. I know, but it's I thought it was sad back. It's not sad, but it just puts so much pressure. I'm Vanessa. Did you feel any pressure that you had to almost post a picture of your boyfriend, or maybe you not took the too pressure. long? I was excited because I was posting stories and like we had so many like cute moments together, and I'm like, oh, like everyone has known me to either have been like engaged to Nick and then been really single and always openly talking about how single I was, and I wanted to be able to share this story with people who are following me um and to show that you know there is hope and you you know if you really do believe in it you're going to be able to find someone and and I did and my I had a really in-depth conversation with him because he comes from a world where he has no idea what the bachelor is I mean obviously he knew what it was um I think he watched the first episode of my season with his mom and that was it. And so what's wild about our story is that we're both from Montreal and that we didn't know that we both existed and 
we came across each other and now we're happily in a relationship. Okay, so tell us more about the origins of this relationship. How yeah. did it start? Um, who reached out to who? Did you guys bump into each other at a bar? Um, I don't know how much I want to give out in you're terms giving of all detail. Of it. You're giving us all of it. No, 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 no. I mean, you know all the details, but I'm not sure how much I'm comfortable sharing because it is still a new relationship. And I think um, it's important to be able to preserve that part of your relationship, especially at the beginning, before you start exposing parts of your life on social media, especially in our case where there are people who judge and talk. And I mean, I posted a picture last night and people were like, how old is he? Because he has white. He's starting to get like salt and pepper hair. He's um, uh, he's a silver fox. That's what he is. He's very good looking. And he's just a he's an amazing human being. He has the biggest heart. He's so good to my family. He's so good to my nephew. So and he's met I've the never family. had that before. Oh, of course he's met the family. I've met his family. We went on vacation. I vacationed with his family and his niece and nephew. How long have um, you guys been dating? Um, we met um last what the end of last year. Okay, but so. it was very strong from the very beginning. Mm. Um, and we opened up to each other about very personal things in our lives mm. that I think made us a lot closer. And I'm sorry. Um, and there's no facade. There was never a facade between us. You And you were just telling us how you guys met each other? Yeah. So how was that? <laughs> For the uninformed listener? <laughs> well, then they have to listen to the rest of the podcast. Uh are you going to dive in? Info. You, well, come on. Our listeners are always asking us, how can I meet someone? How can I find the love of my life? How can I find a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whoever it is? And this is a big part of obviously your life now is right. your boyfriend. So let's, I, so, I think it would help the listeners out to be well aware of how you two met. It would help that. Okay. So remember when we were talking to, I don't remember, the, ther the sex therapist. Uh, yeah. No, no, sorry. Not the sex. Yeah. The, the, the episode with the sex therapist, there was um, another guest that was talking about shy guys and he, he created yeah. this. Um, I forgot his name, but, and I kept saying like, I want a shy guy. I want a shy guy, but the shy guys are the ones that never reach out to anyone. And so, um, he ended up reaching out to me on Instagram. Um, and that was it. <laughs> the shy guy from Mario. Um, you're thinking of, um, trip trip. That was it. Yes. Yes. And so you had, so you found yourself a shy guy is what you're saying. I found myself, it, he's a shy guy in the sense that he's so good looking. When I met him, I thought he was going to be this, you know, Rico Suave, because he's just, he's so dreamy. Mm. Yeah, um, Dean and I get that all the time. <laughs> but he's just, he's an amazing human being. And um, so when you we met, have a lot of similar qualities. So when you met him, you thought that he was going to be that way? And no, how did... when I met him, I thought he was, he was not going to be that way. I thought he That's was going to, say, to yeah. be, yeah. But so, and then remind me again, how you guys met? I told you this already. <laughs> were you not listening? That's right, Dean, because you were on your phone. I was looking up Tripp's name. So nah. was it for you, Vanessa, love at first sight? You know, obviously not actual love at first sight, but just bear with me. Or was it a slow build? It was, um, it, d it definitely wasn't a slow build. It was very strong from early on. So what did you guys do for your first date? Can Ooh, you tell us that? I'm curious about that. Our first date was very private because we both live in Montreal and I, Montreal is a very small community and I just wasn't ready to go on a date with someone and then people start talking about it. Just because my life, I want parts of my life to be private as much as we oh. do live in a very public atmosphere. Of course. And so we had dinner at my house. Um, and I think that gave us a chance to, but before that we were FaceTiming each other a lot. And um, 
his family knows his best friends are friends with parts of my family and his sister. So everyone like kind of knows each other, but we never knew of each other. Oh, okay. So you knew yeah. of him before yeah. you actually met. No I, ne- no, I never knew of him. Everyone in my social circle knew mm-hmm. of him, but I never knew of him and he never knew of me. And I would so imagine your, friend- I, I would imagine your friends and family that know him probably raved about him, right? Um, once I opened up about, um, going on a date with him, they were very excited. Yeah. I'm curious about this first date. Not, you don't have to go into specifics, but you invited him over your house Bold. when you never met him before. Right. And I'm not suggesting for people to do this. I'm not saying, Hey, meet someone off of social media and then invite them over. I knew he wasn't a complete stranger because I knew so many people that knew him and they okay. were vouching for him. Um, I personally never met him. I never knew of him. Um, so yeah, I guess in that sense, it was pretty bold, but we were FaceTiming each other almost every day since the day we met off of social media. Um, and he met my friends through social media. He met my friends through uh, FaceTime as well, Taylor, um, and a couple of other people as well. And um, oh, Jared and I have still never met him. What the heck? You yeah, haven't, this is ridiculous. but you were going to, but then oh, it just yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Not a really big karaoke fan. Yeah. Not a big karaoke guy? No. But yeah, you're right. I now I kind of regret not meeting up with you guys um after that. So tell us more. Where where is this headed? What are we how are we feeling about everything right now? That's cuz that's the big one of the big reservations of announcing a relationship is because now you're going to be asked the question of mm-hmm. okay, well where is it going? How, how, what do you guys feel about each other? Blah 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 blah. So like how do you have you guys addressed I know you said you addressed like the the posting on Instagram, but have you also addressed how you're going to handle everything moving forward? Does he, how does he feel about you having a podcast called Help I Suck at Dating with two of the most handsome he, men you've ever met in your <laughs> life? And I Start rave about you guys all the time. So he knows about Dean. He knows about he knows about everyone on the podcast. <laughs> Mark and Easton? Uh, yeah. And Mark and Easton wow. as well. Wow. The real threats on this podcast, yeah. Mark and Easton. I, I, I think for me, it's important for like when I start dating someone, I want them to know about everyone that's a part of my life and how important they are in my life and why I need them there. And so like we listened to a couple of episodes together and I've opened up to him about a lot of things. Um, and so it was never for me, at least, I think that's why I enjoyed the process of The Bachelor. Call me crazy. But I enjoyed the process of just cutting the bullshit and going straight to either like we like each other or not. And like, let's move things forward. And that's how it was with him from the very beginning. It wasn't like a slow, you know, like, oh, let's take our time to see where this goes. We're both in our 30s and we both know what we want and we both make each other happy. And without each other in our lives, we're also very happy. So two happy people together mm-hmm. makes an extremely happy relationship. Um, and so we do openly talk about how we want to see things moving forward. And for me, I personally have gone through so many heartbreaks. I'm scared to jinx. And that's why I was scared to post anything about our relationship and even like expose his face on social media. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm just scared. Someone's just going to like give me bad vibes. And like, I don't know, you know, cause you want something you really want. I want to preserve this relationship. And this is the first time that I'm in a relationship where I just want to protect it as much as I can. Yeah, well, two things. One, he, this guy might not think he's Rico Suave in his personality, but I'm I I assure you, when you invited him over for the first date, he felt like Rico Suave in that moment. And then secondly, his last name is Wolf and he looks like a wolf, which is pretty badass because he's got like that silver <laughs> fox look. It's very masculine, <laughs> Vanessa. A badass last name, I know. I'm I'm very jealous of his last just not just the last name but the duo between the last name and the, and the fact that and he hair. looks like a, a very handsome wolf. 
Yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, he's very it's awesome. he's Vanessa Wolf. It's got a ring to it. Sounds like a famous actress or something like that. Vanessa Wolf. Yeah, yeah I'll Vanessa take that. Wolf. Vanessa Wolf. Starring in this upcoming. Vanessa, very rom-com. very important question. Uh, it's mm-hmm. actually it's very important in any relationship, really, if you if you really boil it down to it. Uh, and I know you're you're gonna get a little clammy. You're gonna get uncomfortable trying to answer this question. But how's the sex? I mean, I'm not getting comfortable, <laughs> but of course I'm like, of course Dean would ask a question like this. Of course Dean's going to make it super awkward. You, you brought it up I earlier. We had a sex a picture, but... We had a sex therapist on the podcast recently. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. think that you'll ever have to require the help of that sex therapist in this relationship with your new boyfriend? I don't think so. That's all we need to know then. It sounds like it's going pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vanessa, we're super happy for you. Um, we're very you. happy and we hope the best for both you and this very handsome man of yours up in Montreal. You guys make a really cute couple. And what are we, what yeah. can we as fans of this new couple expect to see? Because I, like you said, you want to protect the relationship. So does that mean you're going to be posting infrequently with mm-hmm. him? Are we going to get to see a matur- the relationship mature in front of our eyes? Or is it going to be something you guys kind of keep uh, more under wraps and closer to the chest? Now that's, um, an- now that's announced, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we both uh, have a big passion for helping people. So I think you're going to see a lot of just us wanting to do things with for causes. Um, and I don't know how much I want to be posting about the relationship. That's something that I still want to discuss with him, how comfortable he is with uh, exposing parts of our relationship. But he's um, he's eased into it and he's like transitioned into it really well. And um, everyone has been really supportive. And I remember someone saying, like a lot of our listeners wrote to me and um, I remember someone actually kept me accountable for something that I had said. And I'm like, thank you for pointing that out. I don't remember what the comment was, but I just really appreciated that our listeners um, following my journey, my, my basically my love journey from The Bachelor yeah. on. That, I mean, that makes sense. But it, it's, it's this weird, weird catch-22 in life now, especially for Vanessa, more so than either of us, I feel like, because you and Ashley, you know, obviously are very big public figures, right? So it's easy to bring someone into a life of publicity when they're already in that life, right? And so now Vanessa, her boyfriend was always, mm-hmm. you know, never was really essentially a public, I mean, again, I don't know the extent yeah. of, of what he's done, but now there's this weird dynamic of he has to be, you know, like, like welcomed into this weird bit of right. dating someone that has public influence. And I can imagine it's challenging. Um, I know, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before is I was dating a girl, you know, however long, six months ago, or I went on a few dates with a girl. And she told me that the fact that I'm a quote unquote public figure was a turnoff for her. And it was, it made it less enticing to date me because of that mm-hmm. fact alone. And mm-hmm. I can imagine this guy probably was the same way because he doesn't, he, I'm sure he doesn't necessarily like the attention that much, but if you can obviously spin right. it into doing good things with it. Um, so it's just a weird, delicate dynamic. Yeah. Um, it was, I remember explaining to him the steps, um, uh, which is kind of crazy. Like the fact that I have to explain how, like, I'm sure this is going to happen next and blah, blah, blah. And everything that I basically explained to him did happen. Um, after our relationship was released on social media and media outlets, uh, picked it up. And I don't think for him, it was a shock that it was that much of a big deal. Cause it's like, okay, someone's dating someone. What's yeah. who cares. Right. But yeah. I mean, like we also were on the bachelor and that's why people follow us because of our love life. And we have a podcast based on relationships. So, um, but he's been very supportive and, um, has, uh, has been enjoying the process with me. So I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. It's funny that you mentioned that too, because I was thinking literally maybe like an hour before I walked into the studio today, it's, it's funny 
and it's hard sometimes because people follow us for our romantic lives, but you follow like an athlete mm-hmm. for their sports lives. No one cares about LeBron's m- marriage. No one cares about. I disagree. <laughs> no one's care. <laughs> no one cares about Leonardo DiCaprio's. Well, I guess he has love life. Is a little. I was about to say. Too. Well, I mean, Tom Brady. I I look at him and Giselle. <laughs> Name. I mean, right. granted, that's a very big one, yeah. but like, I feel like a or lot even of even George Clooney. I feel like public yeah. figures, uh, everybody cares about their relationship. Yeah, I guess there are just other things that kind of supersede those. Right. Sometimes, I, like like Tom Brady, you care more about how he's playing than his marriage with. Giselle. Of course, I think it's just yeah. different with us because we were just on a show solely right. about right. our relationship. Exactly, so exactly. That's all people care about. That, yeah, that's the, that's the point I was trying to make. It's just it's it's uh, it's weird. But uh, anyway, to jump off your point one more second too, I think there is a little bit of a stigma. Uh, that goes with a reality TV personality. You know, mm-hmm. for example, Vanessa, when you met this guy, you had to tell him, well, I was on a reality TV show, yeah. The Bachelor. It's a dating show. So that I remember first getting off the show, a lot of the questions, if I went on dates with girls, they would say, well, why, why did you, why did you <laughs> right. have, why did you have to go on? Well, or I think it's more of a stigma with men than, than it is with women. Especially Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. That's, maybe that's a big reason well, I mean, why. And I mean, I, I was also engaged. Right. Yeah. Which I thought at the time, I remember when my engagement ended, I was like, oh, like this is going to, this is going to hinder me from actually being with someone. I don't know, because I guess they thought me, maybe they would have seen me as tainted or something. Yeah, it presents positives and negatives. You know, there's benefits to it. You either, you know, you get a little more publicity and and there's more people that want to meet you, but there's also more questions that come with it. Mm-hmm. And tainted, not not, and I'm not saying, but people who've been engaged and and their in relationship ended. I'm not saying in that sense. I'm saying it in the bachelor sense, like, wow, you went on a show and got engaged on a show. And unless you're part of the bachelor world, you understand it. If you're if you're not part of the bachelor world, then it's a harder concept to grasp. And that's kind of probably why a lot of people within bachelor nation date each other. Yeah, it's you know it's, it's judgment they, aside they because we've all it fucking more. done it. We've no, all done it. It's a very it's a very real thing. It is, I don't want to say it's easier to date someone within the franchise, but there is this certain understanding that comes with mm-hmm. it because you've both been through this very weird, uh, outlandish process. Um, and so, like, think about, yeah, yeah. It's Any, just, anyways, Vanessa, it's it's very relieving that there is no chance that you're going to be on Bachelor in Paradise this year, or next year for that matter, or any year for that matter, because you don't have to because you have a boyfriend. So, And we're very happy we're for very, you. We're very, very happy for you. Thanks, guys. You're like our little sister, just growing up right in front of our eyes, Vanessa. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm invited to your wedding, I might just bring him. Yeah. Interesting. Do I get a plus one for the wedding? Can we talk about this off air? <laughs> <laughs> um, do we? We will get to meet him at some point. We better, right? I, I mean, obviously, it's going to be pretty. He needs oh, to come absolutely. on the podcast. That's what I was going to say. I would love to have him on the podcast. I know that's probably you know what? far-fetched. At one point, I do. No, at one point, I think I would like to have him on the podcast. He loves speaking, and he's so open, and he's so vulnerable, and I find him so manly because he has all those qualities that, like, me, other relationships I've had didn't. That Dean and I, I don't have? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, like, my other relationship lacked those those parts, those qualities that he has, and um, he's just, he's he's an open book, and I love that about him. Yeah, that's amazing. It sounds like you found yourself a winner. I could keep going, guys. You want me to keep going? It's Well... Maybe next week we'll jump into a little bit more. We have it's, a lot of guests coming in. Yeah, here. we have a lot of guests today, lots to get through. It's funny now that we have three tiers of relationships. We have Jared, who's engaged, Vanessa, who has a boyfriend, and Dean, who is just a one pathetic loser single person. Stop it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That could change by the end of this episode. Absolutely. Oh, I don't know what that means, but right. I'm here for it. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into our next guest, Rob Mack, I would love to talk to you guys about Open Fit. 
Getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier said than done, right, Jared? That it is. Open Fit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session, lose the commute to the gym, and let the workouts come to you. OpenFit takes out all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your own living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Vanessa, I'm sure you can even work out in the bathroom. I know you love that room. That's your favorite room in your entire house. (laughs) It is. And also right now I'm recording from my bedroom when I have enough space to work out in here. And what I love about OpenFit is, you know how like, especially women, like we look at our bodies and we all have different body types. Men have different mm-hmm. body types. We're all different. And Open Fit just it understands that. It gets that. And it gets us, which is why it's personalized to your needs with its custom-tailored original content. It's true that they have amazing trainers in classes for you, Vanessa. For you, for me, for Jared. We have different bodies. They're changing all the time. For Easton, Open for Mark, Fit, for all of us, really. Well, no, we don't worry about them because they're, you know, they're already buff. Open Fit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world to sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. These trainers know how to get you results quick. And you can access it anywhere, anytime. You can view it on your computer. Uh, it's a web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and Roku Guys, you can travel with it. You can do it at a hotel. You can do it in your own house. You can do wherever you want. My favorite class they offer is the 600 seconds. Have you heard of this one? No, tell us about it. It's a 10-minute workout that includes fat burning, muscle building, Mm. body sculpting Mm. benefits, which I need a lot of, and a much longer session with the trainer, Devin Wiggins. Love that. You can choose from 42 high-intensity workouts of every type and style. You do them for 30 days, and you can lose weight, flatten your abs, shape your body, and look great all for free. Wow. OpenFit has changed the way I work out. It's changed the way Dean and Vanessa have worked out. And guess what? You guys can use our code Dean, D-E-A-N, and you can join all of us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use our code Dean. How do you spell that? D-E-A-N. D-E-A-N. And start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit. You can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days, guys, all for free when you text DEAN. How do you spell that again? D-E-A-N. To 303030. That's 303030, DEAN, D-E-A-N, and you'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, all the nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text DEAN to 303030, OpenFit. Try it today. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man 
take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal yeah. with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations where Black women's voices unite and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well, we have a very special guest in studio joining us right now, uh, an e-celebrity love coach and host. We have Rob Mack joining us. Thank you, Rob, yes. for coming in. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, we really uh, appreciate you coming in. So, Rob, you are described as a relationship coach, yes. a love coach. That's right. What is that? <laughs> and, and the, let me just say this for the listeners that obviously don't have the pleasure of seeing Robin Studio right now. He is a handsome, very handsome, handsome man. Wait, I can't see him. I can't see him properly. Oh, man. Well, well you're missing out. He's a very handsome man, Vanessa. Well, I saw his picture and I thought, he. yes, he is. It's amazing what Photoshop can do. And you, just, you have a badass name, Rob I Mack. I know, it's true. When I was reading up on you, I was thinking to myself, Rob Mack, that, sounds, that just sounds like a powerful name. <laughs> Hi, Rob Mack. Credit to my dad for that. Yeah. yeah. And women never believe me when I would say, oh, my name is Rob Mack. They're like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's a name for real, They're Mack. like, what'd you, what, what'd you change yeah. it from? Yeah, what yeah. was your original name? Yeah, that's not cool <laughs> telling me you're, that's your real name. I'm like, no, it really is. Yeah. It really is. Um, so you're a love coach. So tell us, what is yeah. a love coach? So to be honest with you, I'm trained in positive psychology. So I'm actually, by trade, a happiness coach. But it just so happens Ooh. that, yes, happiness leads to love. So we actually rate and judge people who are happy as better looking, as more attractive. People that are happier tend to get married earlier. They stay married longer. They're happier in their relationships, whether they're married or not. Mm. And so I'm by trade a happiness coach, but people never come to me like, I am miserable, please help me. They usually say, hey, my girlfriend sucks, my boyfriend sucks, or I don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend, mm -hmm. please help. Hey, Dean. hey, Rob, I, uh, I don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> I yeah, can help you, bro. <laughs> we'll just hang out, man. We'll just hang out. We'll just hang out. Yeah. Right. That makes a lot of sense, I yeah. feel like, because um, everything kind of starts from, you know, what within, right? So if you're happy, you're going to find someone that's happy. If you're kind of miserable on the inside, you're going to attract that law of attraction, that type of stuff, right? Dude, it's that, exactly. It's yeah. everything. It's like, what's the point of being in love if you're not happy? Like, right. Lots of people are looking for love, but they're not happy, or they find love and they're not happy. Yeah. The whole point of love is to be happy. <laughs> well, there was a line on your website that something said something along the lines that if you're looking for happiness with somebody else, then you're looking in the wrong place. Yes. And what mm -hmm. did you mean by that? Um, everywhere outside of yourself is the wrong place. So at the end of the day, most of us struggle because we just don't love ourselves. Mm -hmm. When you love yourself, 
you're happy with someone else. You might enhance their happiness. They might enhance your happiness, but they don't complete or fulfill you. You're already complete and fulfilled. Right. So how does someone get there? So when we yeah. talk about happiness, we, I guess, can it be possible that we all have different definitions and level of happiness? What can make you happy doesn't necessarily bring me happiness or joy, but how can someone get to that level of happiness? Does it coincide with confidence as well? Yes. So it's a great question. I would say at the end of the day, um, lots of things give us pleasure and enjoyment and entertainment but very few things make us happy except for a quiet, cool, calm, collected mind. So as long as your mind is noisy and busy, you're going to find yourself stressed out, not very happy. Or mm-hmm. you're going to be happy for moments, but you won't be happy in a really sort of like lasting, meaningful way. So at the end of the day, what makes us happy is a quiet, calm, cool, collected mind, right? So most people struggle with that, right? It's like you can never turn off your mind. Right. No, of course, because there's just the, the weight of life gets gets uh, on your shoulders you know there's work there's relationships there's struggles there's money there's all of these things that factor into causing a non-happy existence to a certain extent you know at least a consistent one oh my gosh totally but the interesting thing is like if you look into like nature and this is kind of like a little bit esoteric but if you look into nature like birds bees like the rivers like the mountains like the flower like all of nature is perfectly blissful except for like man and woman like only human beings have made a problem out of their own existence everything else perfectly blissful I guess, well, my question coming off that one is, do you think human beings were meant to live like this? Uh, not at all. Not at all, right? So it's like <laughs> part of the problem is this prefrontal cortex that we have in our brain. It's like a more recent development. Mm. But no, we're not meant to be miserable. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I meant in terms of the, the society that we've kind of created for ourselves. Yeah. Do you yeah. think human, like even to a certain extent, this might be because we are a dating podcast, yeah. s- spending your life with one person. Yeah. Because that yeah. is a, a human trait. Yes. I have, it's such a great question. This is a, I mean, you could debate this forever, right? But like, I have this clinical psychologist friend. She's fantastic. And I asked her that question, like, are people meant to be monogamous? And she's like, well, Rob, I believe that people are meant to be monogamous and they're meant to be, um, they're meant to be cheaters. (laughs) I was like, what does that mean? She's like, well, most of us only date or, you know, are intimate with one person at a time, Hmm. but are we intimate and only date and in a relationship with that one person forever? Yeah. Probably not, right. you know. So, um, what's my perspective? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess everybody's a little different, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's sort of got to. That's that's where this sort of the art and science of like love and happiness has to be like tailor made. Yeah, you, you have to like so customize. You, it. you believe in monogamy? And, well, obviously, you said you're yeah. you're kind of uncertain on it, but yeah. like monogamy and through phases in life, right? So yes, like for five, absolutely. Ten at a time. Yeah, reasons and seasons. Well, marriage marriage isn't a phase. Well, well, depending. I mean, it's, it depends on who you ask well, and where they are in their marriage. <laughs> when you say a phase, for yeah. me, a phase is something temporarily, right? Yeah. Like yeah. A, a fad in fashion or whatever. That's yeah. like a phase that we go through. Yeah. At one point when I was in high school, I loved like dressing like a punk rock person. That was a phase that I went through. I'm not that Bring it same back. Bring that phase or... back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Bring that phase back. We want to see that phase. <laughs> no, you don't. And so when we talk about marriage, I, um, I'm happily right now in a relationship. Um, and it's a very fresh and new relationship. And I think one of the common denominator, denominators that we have in our relationship to make it healthy and a happy one is that we both want to be married. Um, yes. And we both believe in monogamy. So I think at the end of the day, is it possible that we're wired differently? Like, I know Dean is struggling maybe with the idea of monogamy. 
Dean, I don't know if you're still at that point or in that phase in your life, um, but I've always been someone who's very monogamous and very happy at being with one person. But let me ask you this, Vanessa. Are you and your your boyfriend placing your marriage uh, over each other and yourselves, right? So it's like you're, you're putting a priority on getting married rather than putting a priority on your boyfriend and yourself. And that's kind of what I always look at it like. It's like if that... If, if being in a relationship stems from wanting to be married, then you shouldn't be in that relationship in the first place, in my opinion. It no. should stem from wanting to be with that person. Oh, you know I, mean? I love that. Yeah. Right. I'm, I Thanks, mean, Rob. listen, I think we want, we know that we want to be together long term. And so long term for us also means getting married. Um, it's, not, it's not like we're together because we want to get married. We just want to be together, period. If marriage never existed, then we would still be together. Okay. I do think, I love this. I love this conversation because I do think you're highlighting something really, really important, mm -hmm. which is, the necessity or importance of prioritizing love over relationships. Like, and I think mm -hmm. a lot of people get that twisted and they put the cart before the horse and they prioritize the relationship more than love. Like mm -hmm. I can love and be loved and experience love whether I'm in a relationship or not. Mm -hmm. If that's my top priority, my relationship is going to work out. If that's not my priority and the relationship is the top priority, meaning that I'm just going to stay in this relationship, even if I'm miserable, even if it means no. that we argue every day, that's a problem. Right. Right. Agreed. I, um, my parents are divorced and I think my parents got divorced when I was 18. And I think when people say like, oh, it must've been easy for you to get over it. I think as you get older and you're more implicated in the process, you understand a lot more with what's happening. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. Cause I was the girl that was like rainbows and butterflies and, you know, very traditional Italian family. Then boom, my parents were the first fam Italian family in my group of friends that got divorced. And then it started made, it made me realize, okay, not everything lasts forever. I'm not against divorce. I'm not against breaking up. Like I appreciate everything and everyone that's been part in my life up until now. And I understand there's a reason for things happening. Um, and so I think if you would have asked me when I was 18, I would have been like, yeah, I want to stay with someone. And even if I am miserable, like that's what I'm supposed to do because that's what people do in my culture. And so I think it made me grow up emotionally in order for me to realize that, hey, my engagement ended. I was engaged and I had to go through a public breakup and it was the best decision that I made because I was not happy. Mm, that resonates. And you and I had very different experiences at 18 because when my parents at 18, for me, my parents divorced and it was the best decision they ever made. Huh. I don't think I was happier ever, except for that day. It was, a, I was like celebrating like this is, why is that? They were just so unhappy. Oh my goodness. I didn't think they would actually make the decision, but I knew they needed to because they were so unhappy, hmm. you know, and they were such great people and they are great people. Yeah. And I guess there's no, yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. But when you were speaking about some people prioritize the relationship over love, wouldn't you say love changes as well? Because I think the idea, for example, if two people are unhappy or in a relationship right now, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be in the same type of happy relationship four years from now and not encounter problems. So that's where my mind goes. And that's the battle I have is when is enough enough? Because it's really difficult. I mean, I'm lucky right now. I'm in a wonderful relationship. I don't mean to allude to anything different than that. But the idea that my my significant other and myself won't have issues coming up in the years to come, I think would be naive. And so that's where it comes to me because I see other relationships go through issues and they either break up or they try to get through it. But there is a point where they are miserable. So for me, I guess the question I have for you is, how do you know when to prioritize one over the other, love over the relationship or vice versa? Oh, it's such a great point. And by the way, can I just send my clients to you three? <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I, mean, I completely agree with you. Um, I think that if we're doing it right, this life thing, we're doing it right, you grow and evolve over time. Ideally, you might grow and evolve in the same ways or similar ways. But I think you all, the key for me is to always prioritize 
love of relationships. I don't think of love as a relationship that I have with one person, but a way of have that I have of relating to the entire world, to everybody in the entire world. And so in every interaction, my intention is love, period. Whether we're getting along or not. Mm-hmm. We can disagree mm-hmm. without being disagreeable. Mm-hmm. And I think if you make that your intention and you set that as your intention, the relationship is going to work out in one form or another. It may not be a romantic relationship. It may evolve beyond that. And you may end up being friends, but it's still going to be full of love because you're full of love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then for, for the listeners out there that might be struggling with something, especially since, as you mentioned too earlier, you're, you're more of a happiness coach, right? Yeah. Um, let's say someone, especially February can be a tough month for people. You know, obviously yeah. you have Valentine's day. You, you see your friends celebrating their relationships as I'm going to have to watch Vanessa and Jared celebrate <laughs> their relationships while I'm going to be by myself. Where the heck I am. Aww, you're, you're more than welcome to come over. How, yeah, I'll say <laughs> open invitation for both of us. <laughs> how do the single people, i.e. the, the deans of the world, yeah. uh, kind of just stay, keep a positive attitude and a mindset through those single times of their lives? Yeah. It's such a great question. I think step one is just get crystal clear about what it is that makes you happy, you know, and make sure that you're prioritizing that above everything else. You know, I think just making, setting an intention, a commitment to be happy is the greatest thing you can actually do in your life. And very few people actually make that commitment. So many things come before happiness for them. So prioritizing that, getting crystal clear about what is on your happiness islands list. Like what things do you naturally, easily, effortlessly, enjoyably do mm-hmm. on a daily basis or can do on a daily basis that will nat- you know, quickly uplift, inspire, and excite you. So just knowing that and then doing more of that. Mm-hmm. The third thing is, which I'm surprised about because when I entered like the happiness coaching and love coaching business, I didn't expect like a lot of very high profile, famous people to take themselves out on dates, mm. but they do it consistently. And I think it's a great thing. Like whatever it is that you want somebody else to do for you, do for yourself. Wait, mm-hmm. what do you mean uh, mm-hmm. high profile people taking like, so I've just so like I've, taking themselves out. Yeah. Like they go to the movies by them, like women mm-hmm. that, love are, that are, you know, beautiful, talented, successful celebrity women take themselves to movies. Mm. They go to mm-hmm. suit. They take themselves to sushi. Like whatever it is they're waiting for someone else to do for, or would love someone else to do for them. They do for themselves and not from a place of pity or feeling bad about it. They're just like, Hey, let me celebrate my life yeah. and the time that I, know, I have right now. I know Becca, uh, Becca Tilly does that a lot. She takes herself to the movies. She takes herself to Olive Garden, all of the places yeah. that she wants, you know, to be taken to. She'll just be like, I'll just take myself there. And I've been doing that a lot too. A lot of these, uh, I've been going on a lot of trips just solo, which I've never really done before. Um, and like embracing just being alone a little bit more often than I've been in the past. And uh, despite the fact that I am very, very single, I think I'm happier. <laughs> I think I'm happier now than I, than I was a year, two years, three years, four years ago. I, th- I think this like every moment that's happening is the happiest moment of my life yep. because I'm focusing more on myself than I have been in the past. See, just that's go. everything. So you're in the perfect you're in the sweet spot to attract amazing women in your right. life. I mean, you can't not attract amazing women because they can smell it. You can feel it. You're happy. You're enjoying yourself. And you don't need anyone else to complete you. Game over. Yeah, it's very liberating to do go on an adventure by yourself, mm-hmm. even if it is something as simple as going out to dinner by yourself or going to the movies. I think it adds a certain layer to your character that you didn't have before because you kind of depend on yourself. Absolutely. And that's a big thing. I want to ask you, you were endorsed yeah. by Vanessa Williams yeah. and Oprah. Yes. Sick. Yeah. Oprah endorsed <laughs> yeah. you. How did that happen? Oh, man. I wrote a book, uh, 2007, 2008, Happiness from the Inside Out. And, um, you know, she discovered the book somehow. I don't know how. I don't know how people mm-hmm. find things this, you know, today. I guess she went online or somebody referred um, my book to her. Well, so was it in, yeah. was it part of her book club? Um, it wasn't part of her book club. Okay. No, it was just, you know, she'd featured it in her, you know, old magazine. Sick, and, yeah, it was awesome. That's I mean, awesome. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was super cool. Oprah. I know. It's, it's like amazing. There are a few single words you can say today that just 
blow people away. <laughs> Oprah's one of them. Yeah, no, I agree. Right? You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, she's power, powerful enough to only have a first name. That's that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Everything. I feel like Oprah should run for president. Totally. I'm down with that, Vanessa. Yeah. I agree. Let's leave politics out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm in Canada, so everything is like kind of like that's true. Kind of Canadian president. Here, so it's, you guys um, are very entertaining. Um, but speaking of people like Oprah. You are a celebrity love coach on Famously Single on E. Yes. And wait, so how many seasons? Um, is it two seasons or are there more than two? Yeah, so we had two seasons. Mm -hmm. And you've had okay. actually a couple of guests from the show. Bad Chad Johnson. Bad Chad, man. And you guys, yeah. uh, who's the first? Josh Murray. Josh Murray. Josh Murray, Josh Murray. Right. Yeah. Great guys, actually. Really great guys. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that until I had met them in person. <laughs> you know, they had a bad rap, but it, they were amazing guys. Yeah. And so, so on, on Famously Single, who's your favorite? Because you guys have a lot of celebrities on there. Who's your yeah. favorite, either uh, personality, individual, yeah. or a couple? Man, isn't that a great question? Okay, so Callum Best is extremely interesting. Mm -hmm. You guys definitely have to. Like, he is such an intellectual, and he's so interesting on that front, but he's also, like, a ton of fun. He's just, like, an adventurous spirit. So his relationship with Brandy, I thought was pretty interesting and mm -hmm. wild and fun. Um, but I actually most loved... Polly D and Aubrey O'Day's hmm. relationship. Okay, I was going to ask you about that because yeah. I am a, Jared loves I'm a big Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore fan. Oh, dude. And born and raised Rhode Island. So yeah. Polly D is from Rhode Island. Big name there, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, what's Polly like in real life? Polly <laughs> legit is off. Dude, Polly's extraordinary. The thing about Polly is he's just himself all the mm -hmm. time. Like what you see is actually how he is. Yeah. Day in and day out. And he was warm to everybody, he was considerate. Like, I was shocked, honestly. And in between, like, scenes and stuff, he's actually, like, talking investments. Like, but that's kind of what he's into. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. he's always clean cut. I mean, a guy's always clean, like, immaculate. I think I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember him saying he gets a haircut every single week or yeah. something like that. He's not joking. I'd <laughs> yeah. be surprised wow. if he didn't get a shape up, like, a couple times a week. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like, what, you're not even cutting hair at that point. You're basically just, yeah. I don't know. You just got to, you know, keep it up to date, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Those Rhode Islanders, man. You can't trust them. No. The uh, <laughs> you know, the other interesting thing about the Jersey Shore guys, including um, Ronnie, was that they don't speak unless they're unless the mic is on and working because they got fined on Jersey Shore when they did that. Oh, right. Oh. So we would like, I remember the wow. first season and being like, yo, Paulie's not speaking. Like, why is he not speaking? What's going on? And he was just mouthing stuff. And I'm like, dude. And then he was like pointing the mic and then they got him mic'd up again. And then he's like, oh yeah, you know, I don't speak unless I'm mic'd. Huh. And then the mic is hot. And I was like, Wow, that's how disciplined he is. Yeah. Seriously, it's like second yeah. nature. I yeah. guess what well, you're on ten seasons of reality television, you get to figure it out at some point. Um, Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. This was incredible. Uh, Rob Mack, where where can everybody find yeah. you? Yeah, coach Rob coachrobmack.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms at Rob Mack Official. I love you guys, by the way. Freaking love you guys, Aww. Rob. You're the man. Yeah, thank awesome. you for coming in. Uh, any, thank you, Rob. Anything else you're working on now? Uh, we're doing a morning show, 9 to 10 a.m. Nice. Pacific, uh, called Good Morning La, La Land. Okay. So check it out. It's all about positivity and inspiration. We'd, of course, love to have all of you on, but that goes without saying. Hey, whenever you want, man. You just I'm pick down. up the phone. I'm always call, available. So we'll be there. All right. Check, I'm, check the DM. You already got one. Literally on unemployed. I'm single. I have no obligations whatsoever, <laughs> so hit, hit me up. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I love Rob, that. thank you for coming. Right, Rob, thanks. thanks, brother. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. 
Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have another very, very special guest in studio joining us right now from the wonderful I Don't Get It podcast that is recorded in my kitchen, Naz Perez. Naz, a round of applause. Guys, this studio, this is state-of-the-art stuff right here. I mean, this is expensive. It's just for us, too. We're the only podcast, the only thing that records in here all week long. Once a week, we're in here, so yeah. I feel like a rich person right you now. You should. As you And well you look should. like a very lovely goddess Amazing. that came down from the skies. Dean, and then went down no. underneath to, to the under area and then put on some black clothes and came back up to earth. Oh, okay. I'm into that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that description. It's February. I'm mourning. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm single. So, and I suck at dating. Hey, twins. You're in the perfect spot are. then. So, uh, if you guys recognize Naz's name, uh, she was a former bachelor producer turned host. And now she hosts the I Don't Get a Podcast with my fiance, Ashley. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Lauren I. Kennedy. Uh, you also uh, have done a lot of different hosting gigs. So, Naz, tell, uh, give us a quick synopsis of who you are. Please. Who I am. Oh. Who you are. Um, so like you said, I used to produce The Bachelor. I met all you lovely people on there. And then after that, I started to pursue a career on camera. So I host for Fandango, the I Don't Get It podcast, um, the LA Dodgers, and I have a group called Heartbroken Anonymous, which okay. is basically a support group for people that are heartbroken. And that's what we want to talk to you about specifically is Heartbroken Anonymous. But 
Um, did you produce Vanessa and Jared's season? Were you on? Um, Jared's no. season was my first season. I unfortunately missed Vanessa's because I was doing Ben and Lauren Happily Ever After uh, on Freeform and the Twins uh, Happily Ever After on Freeform. But Jared, yeah, was my first experience in reality TV, which I think is one of the best seasons of The Bachelorette. High Caitlin five. Bristow season. For sure, so yeah, you met season. Jared before you became friends with Ashley? Yes. A lot of people think oh. it's reverse, but yeah. I was so intimidated by Naz. I'll never forget. What? It was when we were secluded in the hotel before we before night one, and that was the first time I met you, and you walked into my room with two other girls. I forget who they were at the time, but you were wearing all black black leather jacket you have kind of an intimidating look about you you got what? some swag about you naz it comes through in your voice everybody can tell and i was like holy shit, this girl's super cool and now it's, i get to know you and i'm super comfortable and now you're like yeah, she's not as cool yeah, as yeah, yeah. No. now it's like just every day but <laughs> i'll never black. i'll just never i always thought you were super intimidating and then i got to know you more and you're obviously very warm and very comfortable to be around and super sweet Aww. um but it's so funny thinking about where i where we were back then when i first met you in the hotel even before we were on the show to where we are now right we're we're really good friends i know and it's you're crazy. one of easy yeah i mean i don't know if i can say it but you're obviously in ashley's bridal party oh my god i am shut up no i'm just kidding yeah i was like no oh, she asked i know she asked i knew that um, Can you imagine you like say that and ashley's like no sorry like, i know all the slots are i knew she asked um and so it, it's it's just it's it's pretty funny i know yeah it's crazy um it's crazy like seeing the evolution that you've been through and just the fact that all three of you guys are hearing you've been you went through, you know, the bachelor process and the journey. Um, I wanted to come on and talk about heartbreak specifically because I feel like people don't really talk about the dark side of heartbreak as much. And sometimes I feel like society makes you feel embarrassed for it. Like some people feel like they have to move on right away. They don't want to admit that they're sad. They try to put on a happy face. Did you guys... Like when I was going through my heartbreak, which is a big reason why I started Heartbroken Anonymous, I was having nightmares. I like couldn't sleep. Mm. I There were so many things that I just felt so unlike myself. And I was like, this is so weird. I'm like this grounded, like cool person that like has a fine career. Why am I so, it was almost like an acute depression. I'm curious if you guys went, like what were the dark sides of your heartbreak that maybe you haven't shared? Because sometimes people say, oh yeah, I was sad and you know. I didn't go out for three months, but people don't really talk about it. Oh, yeah. I didn't eat. My first big breakup when I was dating this girl in my early 20s, we dated for about four years, and that was my first big bad breakup. And, oh, I was I was the one who broke up with her, and I was still so depressed afterwards. I wouldn't eat. I didn't want to go out. Um, I just didn't care about my appearance. It was just, it's a, breakups are horrible. They're just bad. And yeah, you're right. There is a little bit of a shame thrown towards people that they just don't want to hear about your sorrows because everybody's going through difficult times or they think that you should just move on quickly. So I think it's pretty incredible that you started Heartbroken Anonymous and give people a place to feel comfortable to talk about these things. Yeah. So the whole point is that I met this stranger and she was like, I really need to talk to you. And she told me about her heartbreak and she was like hysterical crying. And she's like, and I didn't know her really. And she's like, I can't talk to my mom or my sister about this. And I was like, that's weird. Why can't you talk to them? And she's like, I feel like they're going to judge me. They're going to say, you're so much better than this guy. Move on. And I'm just physically not there yet. And I feel like as humans, we know, like we know, you know, when you say you got to move on or you got to go for someone better, it's like we know what to do. But when uh -huh. we're physically not there yet, it doesn't help when your family and friends are isolating you. And then it's funny how the universe works out. Then I got really heartbroken, went through what I was just telling you guys about. 
And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if everyone that was heartbroken could just like go to one spot and talk to each other and not feel judged or, and even if you have a friend that's there for you, if they're like happily married, it's not the same as talking to someone that's going through Mm -hmm. something similar, you know? So, so yeah, the meetings are the second Thursday of every month and it's just, it's so eye opening. And there's so many different types of heartbreak, which is what I'm really trying to break the stereotype because people are like, oh, well, I'm not sad. I'm not going through a breakup or a divorce. But a lot of people come for other reasons. Friendship heartbreak, the loss mm-hmm. of a job or dream or a pet. This mm-hmm. homeless guy came in one day and he was like, I look through the dumpster and I try to find Starbucks cups because I feel like people respect me more on the street if I have a material item in my hand. Mm. And that just broke my heart. I wow. was like, this, that's this guy's heartbreak, you know? So what, have you guys experienced any other different types of heartbreak? Like Dean and Vanessa, that maybe isn't romantic, which I feel like most people listening know you for, mm. but there's so many other different kinds that other people don't talk about. Mm. Um, I think for me, and I really, I, I love that you have the support group, by the way, it's genius because mental health, this has a lot to do with mental health and I'm such a big advocate for that. And so I think other than being in a really dark place when I was going through, I think from my relationship with Nick, it was the process of breaking up versus the actual breakup that was really, really dark for me. Um, And I don't think I ever spoke about this, but I would like lock myself in my bathroom and put the shower on and just cry as if someone died. And I think when there's a loss of a connection, you're mourning that loss and it does feel like a death in some sort of way. but other than a relationship breakup, I think that my parents' divorce for me was extremely difficult. And that was the loss of a family unity, right. knowing that I was going back home um, to a household that had now one parent versus two. And it took me, I think, about seven years to fully be able to talk about it without actually crying. Because the minute it came out of my mouth and my parents are divorced, it, I just automatically started crying and people were like, well, it's been so long. And I just still was still mourning the loss of that marriage. Um, although they were, they were, and they are in much happier relationships and with people that they should have been with and they should be with right now, the idea of losing something in that was so good in your eyes, um, was hard to, was hard to get over. And that's exactly it, Vanessa. It's like you're grieving a loss. And I feel like it's so silly in society. It's like, like you were saying, if you get a headache or you get sick, you can get a doctor's note, not going to work. But if you're going through something like you were experiencing, your parents getting divorced, you just have to wake up the next day and kind of resume life as is. And I think Mm -hmm. that's so insane because you're not feeling well mentally. And I think Mm -hmm. that leads to why we're having all these people that, you know, have mental health issues now and are scared to be outspoken about it. And I also think it's silly for people to make fun of other people for, like you were saying, it took you seven years. I hear people say all the time, like, I feel so dumb saying this, like, we only dated for two months or whatever it is. And it's like, it's still a loss. Like, you're always going to be sad about that loss. You lost it potentially forever. And it's okay to admit that you're sad. And it's like, okay Mm -hmm. to be sad. Dean, have you ever had experiences aside from the romantic kind that you have felt like major heartbreak over yeah i think the easy answer is like the death of my mother or my friends when they die when they died i guess it's just, it's it's i mean it's it's what i've noticed too is after those situations you always try to well maybe me not so much but you want to be able to talk to someone that can empathize with you and empathy is such a hard thing for just humans to do and so to be able to speak to someone that's going through something similar is very very important right like when my mom died uh, I didn't really have anyone that was that had ever dealt with something like that before, so no mm-hmm. one really understood the pain that I was going through. Um, 
when Hunter and Alex died, my two my my best friend from when I was ten died. No one really understood what I was going through then either. But then when my friend Alex died when I was twenty one, uh, I had you know a group of ten other best friends that were all dealing with the same thing. So we were all able to kind of like lean into each other, right? And talk about how it was affecting us, all that kind of stuff. And so it's funny because that was maybe the most emotional I've ever had ever been in my life. Wow. Was when Alex died. And I think part of it was because the people around me allowed to open up with my emotions. They were about going the through shared, the same shared thing. experience. Exactly. Right. So you felt comfortable admitting yeah. you're like, OK, I, I don't feel embarrassed to be right. sad, which like we were talking about in the beginning, Jared, like people feel embarrassed by it. And it's crazy. And when, if you guys ever decide to come to these meetings, it also offers perspective. Like I remember all the meetings are different and they're insane. And it's like black, white, gay, transgender people from all walks of life, like come to these meetings. And I remember one meeting, one woman was crying because she was in an affair with a married man. And then the woman right after her went and she was married and being cheated on. And so it's just, you listen to all these different stories and all these different perspectives and you leave with a sense of like, not only am I not alone, not only do I feel a sense of community, because I personally feel like there's more hope and togetherness than being alone, but you also hear different stories that put things in perspective for you, maybe. It's one of those, like, there's always someone out there that has it worse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But So is there, sorry, Naz, is there a no, therapist okay. that comes to the um, to the meetings? That's a great question. A lot of people ask me that, and everyone's always like, are you helping these people? And the one thing I learned, especially from working on The Bachelor, which is funny, is that people handle heartbreak in all different ways. and. I don't consider myself an expert of any kind. And I know therapy is expensive. It was expensive when I was going through it. So I more just want to offer people support. I don't really want to tell people what to do, but I want them to feel like, because if you tell people what to do, then they feel a sense of judgment, right? So this is a Mm -hmm. really safe space. And the coolest thing is, is that everyone walks in as strangers. They're really nervous. And then one person opens up and then everyone ends up sharing. And then they all end up being friends at the end. Um, of course, I'm there for people, but I really don't like to be a stand. You know, I offer like different options. Like if you need a therapist, I would mm-hmm. go here if you want someone to talk to. You. But I don't like necessarily give advice. I really just moderate it so you feel safe coming. Yeah, I also don't think that's what Heartbroken Anonymous uh, needs. I, I don't think it needs any type of uh, professional there because I've, I've been to one of the meetings and there was, I think, oh, about eight to ten people there. Um, and it's really just a, a place to feel comfortable talking about how you're feeling and, and getting things off your chest. And I also think, like as you said, when s- somebody tells somebody else what they should do, they do feel judged. Where this, I feel like a lot of people are able to get things off their chest and articulate their thoughts. And a lot of times I feel when people do that, they kind of figure out what they need to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because totally. once you start talking about it and getting it out there, I think for me, at least, my brain works in a way where then things start materializing and now I know what I should be doing. Exactly. And you leave and you listen to people's stories. And maybe the next day you're not as sad anymore. And mm-hmm. the one thing people always ask themselves is like, how can I make this feeling go away? Because I feel like heartbreak of any form mm-hmm. can be so debilitating mentally. You know, mm-hmm. even if you're fine physically, if you're sleeping fine, you're going to work, it's in your head. You're thinking about it a lot. And it's just taking up all this space in your mind. But if I can help people feel better for an hour or two hours, I feel like that makes all the difference because no one can really make the feeling go away. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking to other people about it, that helps in itself. You do, you know? see, do you see a lot of guys or is it mostly women that show up? I love that question. A lot of straight guys come. Yeah. And a lot of people tell me, really? And I say, yeah. And they come. And these are the two things that they say. They say, I'm really heartbroken right now. And I can't talk to my friends about it because all they say is, yo, she was so crazy, bro. Or, yo, you're going to save so much money now. You're going to save so much money now. And they literally say these things and they're like, but I'm grieving. 
and I can't talk to anyone about it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I don't, lo- I'm not going to say I love for anyone to come. Hopefully you don't have to come, but maybe you'll just come and check it out to be nice. I, <laughs> but I like when those guys come because sometimes women will come in kind of in the mindset, you know, when you're heartbroken from a guy romantically, you're like, ah, oh, F all guys, you know, or like men suck. But then they hear this guy talk, right? And they're like, oh, maybe someone on the other side is hurting just as much as I am. So my, my biggest heartbreak romantically was when I was in college. I was 19 and my girlfriend and I broke up. And uh, I've been heartbroken other times, but this was like the biggest heartbreak of my life, right? Like literally messaged everyone on Facebook that was friends with her. Just like, please defriend her. Like, I just want her removed Aww. as far away from Aww. as possible. Because it, like, Aww, it was really, really bad. And I remember yeah. there was a, a moment, uh, you know, 19-year-old Dean is sitting in a car with his best friend. And he was like, he like, he's like, dude, why don't you just move on? Like, get over it. And this is like, like it, this heartbreak went on for like two or three years. Like, it was really, really bad. Yeah. And it was like a year or two later. I was like, dude, I didn't just lose my girlfriend. I also lost like my best friend and all this kind of stuff. And he, he looked mm-hmm. at me. He's like, just don't be such a wuss. Don't be such a loser. Like, get Aww. over it. And I'm just thinking, like, even then, I don't think that 19 year old Dean or 20 year old Dean would have been able to step away and be like, you should go seek mm-hmm. like a heartbroken anonymous. Right. So like. That's kind of what I'm thinking. There would almost be a stigma for a straight guy or mm-hmm. you know, gay guy, whoever yeah. it is. It doesn't really matter. There's definitely a stigma to yeah. like go, to go to a, a counseling group for this. And so hopefully right. we could like obviously break down that that stigma, mm-hmm. the toxic masculinity. Yeah. And it, you know, I'm sure you guys have this has come up on your podcast or just in the world in general. But yeah, and that's why I love you two so much because I feel like working on The Bachelor was such a crazy experience for me. I've obviously been single my whole life, but it wasn't until I started working on that show ironically, where I was in a room with 25 to 30 men from different parts of the country because I was just from South Florida where, you know, you you grow up in your group of friends, your environment. I had only really met one kind of guy. And I started to meet all these guys on The Bachelorette that would like open up about their feelings. And I feel like that gave me hope. And so I thank you, Jared and Dean, for just being such good examples of men that can open up and be vulnerable and talk about their emotion. We I should not like be the examples it of, is. of men. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jared, you always say that, but you are so great. You know, oh, it's like thanks, you are Naz. a super you're, man. You're wonderful for doing the Heartbroken Anonymous. In my it's, eyes, at least. Thank you, Naz. Well, it's it's such a great group, and I, I've been there personally, and everybody should check it out. And so it's every... Uh, so it's the second Thursday of every month, and mm-hmm. I know February can be really hard for people, especially if you're single. So um, in LA, I'm holding a meeting on Valentine's Day, February oh, okay. 14th. So you can go to heartbrokenanonymous.com to check that out. I'll also be in Chicago Tuesday, February 28th for the first time. I'm really nice. excited because a lot of people from Chicago have been hitting me up. And then I'll be in New York Thursday, February 28th. Holy so all crap. the dates and times will be on heartbrokenanonymous.com. You can RSVP there. And I hope to see you guys there. And You're you, a busy bunny. Do you always moderate every meeting of Heartbroken Anonymous? Yeah. So it's not like Fight Club where there's like all different clubs going on <laughs> no, in different no. parts of the country. No, ideally, I mean, obviously the goal is to like have it in every state right, one yeah. day, you know, and meet people that would be, you know, that are on board for like my mission. And Well, you're branching it out. It's not because it originally started in L.A. and you've been to New York a, a couple times, haven't you? Or at yeah, least once. I did one pop up in New York, which went incredible. So many people in New York were like, this city can feel so lonely, mm-hmm. but this meeting was everything. So I started to go fund me if you guys want to donate. And thanks to everyone that donated I'm doing the meetings in Chicago and New York this nice. month, too. So I'm really excited. As you well should be. That's incredible. So now, obviously, we have to ask you, we're a Bachelor producer. Do you have any good stories for us? <laughs> Everyone always <laughs> asks me that. Um, to be honest, Jared, I think, I think my favorite story, and it's not even a specific story, is just following you and Ashley's romantic. Yeah, I and I know oh, you guys oh, have oh, talked oh, about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> 
I know you guys have talked about it so many times. Keep going, Naz, please. Tell us more. Well, when I met Ashley, it was the first time I met, like, this cool girl that, like, wasn't afraid to admit that she really, really liked the guy. I feel like sometimes a lot of girls are cool, and they're like, yeah, I kind of like him, you know? But she was like, I want him. And I was like, there was something so respectable about this girl standing up and not giving an F about what anyone thought about her and just really admitting it and... It's just the most insane thing in the world. But I don't know, just traveling around the world. I mean, it's like I've I've had dinner with Chris Harrison in Argentina. I could have I could write a book about that all is, the stories. As you well should write a book. This is probably not the play. You should write a book about your This is exactly the play. It Come is. On. Give <laughs> us a good headline. Naz Perez says, I don't know. Um, but also, well, the whole thing where you said we were talking about Ashley, that's how the whole I don't get a podcast started, right? Yes. Because you obviously, to plug the I Don't Get a Podcast, you host with Lauren and Ashley. Yeah, so Ashley approached me and she's like, I want to do this podcast, what should we call it? And every day I'm like, well, every day we're in the car and we're like, I don't got it, I don't got it. And we had never had a boyfriend at the time. Uh, I still have never had a boyfriend, so yo, slide in that DM. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Not kidding, slide into the DMs. And as on Instagram, no, I'm just kidding. So basically, I... I was like, let's do the first episode. We were both like, let's do the first episode on how we've never had a boyfriend. And we don't get how girls get boyfriends. So we do this episode and we put it up and it ends up being like 11 on iTunes. And I'm like in New York with the twins shooting their show, like in the Allure magazine offices. And all these girls are like, oh, my God, I've never had a boyfriend. And then I'm meeting people on planes. And all of a sudden we get this flood of messages from these women around the country who have never had one. But felt dumb admitting it. Yeah. And so, again, through Ashley, that's why I love her so much. And she's one of my well, best friends. Well, it was both of you guys. It was all three of you. But it was just, it's just being, it's kind of like a death to the cool girl thing. It's like, just admit it. I don't, I'm just mm-hmm. so that person. Like, if someone ghosts me, I'm like, hey, listen. Like, I really liked you. You just let me know why you ghosted me. I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I get, don't get it. it. I literally don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure most of our listeners already listen to that. I don't get a podcast. But if you guys don't, check it out. It's amazing. You can get it anywhere, iTunes, all that Spotify, good stuff. Spotify, yeah. Thank Spotify, you guys so much. Spotify, all that wonderful stuff. Naz, where else can people find you? Um, on Instagram, at Naz Perez, and at heartbroken underscore anonymous, and at heartbrokenanonymous.com. Yes, and I can tell you personally, Naz is a great follow on Instagram. So definitely <laughs> check it out. Be on the lookout for, uh, if you live in Chicago or New York, for Heartbroken Anonymous as well at the end of February. Um, thank you for coming, Naz. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I really miss you. Good seeing your faces. Yeah. Bye. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, chaps, so next up on the podcast, (laughs) we've got a lovely lady from Down Under. Dean's who, uh, turned Australian, who by took the, way, the bachelor by storm. Uh, by Bree, storm, Bree Bonds, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we have chaps and lasses. Bree, before we bring her on, we actually have a small audio clip that we'd like to play for you. Easton, can you bring that up? Before we do that, Bree, are you there? Hey guys, how's it going? Okay, lovely, lovely. Uh, okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Cheers, cheers. So that was Dean trying to do an Australian accent. <laughs> Obviously, he's not as good as you. Oh, that's okay. I'm no pro either. I'm just trying to get by. <laughs> Bree, that's nonsense. You're lovely at it. All right, thank you so much. You're not too bad to do. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Bree, how are you? I'm so good. I'm actually in Vegas right now working at a convention center, so just taking a break to sit and talk with you guys, but I'm um, doing really well. How about you guys? What is that? What kind of work are you doing? Well, I model for a living, so I am doing a trade show in Vegas. It's called Magic, which has nothing to do with a magic show. It's just um, to, to showcase the newest lines in um, each season for different clothing lines, and I'm working with a slim brand specifically. So, yeah, a little fun in Vegas for the week. Very yeah. cool. So, Bree, uh, obviously Dean's doing the Australian accent because you came mm-hmm. out of the limo and did an Australian accent in front of Colton, even though you are not Australian. So my question is— This is true. Why did you do that? And how did you come up with the idea to do that? Um, well, I kind of just decided last minute. But for me, um, I think that accents are super attractive. Like anytime I meet someone with um, an Australian accent, an English accent, you know, kind of makes my heart pitter-patter. I'm like, okay, that, that was pretty hot. So, cheers, cheers. I fully I agree know, with that. Wanted... Sounds, sounds like a lovely <laughs> idea. Well, let me tell you, Dean loves an Australian accent. Hey, hey Bree, before, oh, before we you. move on, can, I, can you help me with something? Yeah. Can you um, – I want you to embarrass me really quick, okay? Oh, okay. So let's, so let's try. Go open up Instagram. Oh, open boy. my Instagram. Yep, go to my profile. Okay. Let me know when you get there. This is Dean talking, right? This is Dean talking, yep. Yep, okay. 
go to click send a message. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you asking me to, just, just to hit you you'll, you'll understand when you get there. Just click send message. Okay. Did you already slide into her DMs? And and now go ahead and read that message on air, please, for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. If you want to come on my podcast and share all of your accents with us, LMK, let me know. A talent like yours shouldn't go to waste. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking at this right now. So, Dean, you DM'd Brie on January 15th. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. It says scene. Well, she just read it. Oh, oh okay. So you, all right. So here's the question, Brie. Did you see this DM, like, yeah, on January 15th and just never opened it? Yes, I didn't open it. Well, first of, all, first of all, I was still on the show at this point, so I didn't know, like, can I even respond to this, you know? No, I get um, it. Yeah, so there's a million reasons it. not to respond. I wouldn't have responded either. <laughs> well, to be fair, I haven't responded to anyone. So I just have Amanda from PR take over all these things, you it's, know? It's fine, because, listen, at the end of the day, all I wanted was for you to come on the podcast and share some accents with you. We already got a bit of an Australian accent, Australia accent, so it's fine. I'm not, I'm not like super upset. There we about go. It. Yeah, here I am. Here I am. <laughs> Let's make this more Let's uncomfortable. Easton, here's what Bree said about Dean on the Almost Famous podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh. Out of all the guys up to date that will potentially be in paradise from this mm-hmm. franchise, who do you have your eye on? Well, you know, if you were single, Ben, uh, it, it would be a different story. Okay. But I, um, I've been asked this a couple of times, and I kind of have my eye on Dean right now. Um, I know that there's, I know he said a couple of things, but, um, I mean, I hope that that wouldn't hold him back from paradise and I haven't spoken to Dean at all, but I think that I would be interested in getting to know him. All right. I have two quick questions to this one. (laughs) Dean is your second choice. Ben's number one. Well, no, no, no. It was just, it was just to be funny and you know, we know Ben's taken, but, um, yeah. This is true. I, I, I had my eye on Dean. We also have an email here if anyone's interested. Uh, David says, I stumbled across a YouTube video of Brie from this season of The Bachelor who said that if she were to date anybody from the franchise, she would choose Dean. I know you're oh, restricting God. yourself from The Bachelor world, but I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not taking advantage of all the options you have. I just want to get your thoughts on that, Dean, and see what Jared, Vanessa, Mark, and Easton have to say about this as we well. We need to get Brie and this emailer in studio. <laughs> yes, we do. With Dean, and we need to figure this out live on help by suck at dating brie i'm gonna be all right brie i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna i'm gonna okay i don't i'm gonna save you the headache and just tell you right now you probably don't want to date me self-sabotage everything no brie let me tell you dean have you ever seen dean in person have you yeah, i'm guessing you haven't no no if I've, not then I you probably would want to be person. dating him right now dean is stunning yeah. stunning he's a Gorgeous. Looks going to go so far, you guys. But not I'm only, aware. but he's not only stunning physically. He just has this amazing heart about him, and he is a Aww. rare catch. So, I would love to invite you to the studio. I wish I could be there when I can actually see you guys meet for the first time in person. But we would love to have you in studio, and maybe you guys could uh, have your first date on our podcast. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. I was supposed to come in today. Unfortunately, I was out of town. Oh, but, um, oh yeah. man. I know. Well, what a treat I know. That would have been. But Dean, we both live in LA, so I think we can make this happen. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be in Japan for the rest of the month, but hopefully, hopefully, we can make it happen before oh, that. Okay. 
timing uh, timing's everything right i mean what you're a, you're a world traveling model i'm unemployed and uh all that stuff so <laughs> i'm really you stop with this I'm really the one. I know. you're working right now <laughs> oh yeah i'm working real hard <laughs> right now that's for sure um all right well hey brie we're gonna make it happen but i'll tell you this too it's definitely not gonna happen in paradise because there's a zero percent chance i go back on that i, I assumed i figured but i want to see you in paradise <laughs> at the end of the day right we want to see you on paradise brie I'm open no, to I want to yeah. see you with Dean. Maybe she'll go to paradise and then realize at the end of the day that she had me all along and she'll she'll leave on her own free will and come back and we'll go on. Are, are you okay waiting until after summer? Because we have a bit of time. Yeah, I mean, sure. Go to Mexico, get a nice tan for a month, and then come back. And <laughs> all right, breaking news on Help I Suck at Dating. Bree's going to go on paradise and just date <laughs> Dean afterwards. So. <laughs> Last resort. Last resort. <laughs> hey, that's not the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last time. No, either. no, no. I'm kidding. Um, so, Brie, before you go, do you have any thoughts about uh, last night's episode of The Bachelor? Did you watch? Uh, this was the only episode that I've missed, and it's because I was on my flight to Vegas at the time, so I haven't seen it, um, and I'll have to catch up later this week on Hulu, but um, fill me in. What well, what, what do you guys think? I, pr- I personally haven't seen an episode since after week three. <laughs> I just um, I stopped caring at what? that point. I think like well, I, Bri- I laughed. exactly. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Once Brie was gone, I was like, "Well, what the heck am I tuning in for?" I think you? the That's big the, 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 the big thing that happened last night was Elise. Uh, she left on her own. What's uh, you're spoiling it yeah. for? Today's Tuesday, bro. Okay, sure. Oh, I'm spoiling the episode <laughs> for Brie. Yeah. I was like, I'm not spoiling. I swear to God, she it's definitely Tuesday. doesn't know what's already happened. Right? It's not <laughs> like she's friends with all of those people that are on that show. Yeah, and doesn't have a giant group text that has just diagnosed everything that's happened. What are you talking? about yeah. no um so yeah elise left last night saying that she was unable to handle right. the situation pretty much and uh she just uh wanted to get out of there i've heard a little bit about it but i mean i think it's totally different to go back and watch it all and you know see see what's happened um of course even like when i was on the show you know like just seeing girls interviews and things like that it's like a totally different um experience once uh once you get to watch it back which is interesting did you have do you have but, uh, um, one specific favorite moment um, from your time filming? That was aired. Uh, aired there off really air doesn't wasn't, matter. There Whatever really you wasn't thought. Wasn't much time. Um, I had a good time. I went on the one group the the group date that we had, um, and I think I think that was really cool. It was actually filmed in downtown, so um, I live in downtown LA, and I didn't really get too far on the show. Went all the way to Malibu in downtown, but. Brie, um, we might both live in LA, but that's still technically a long distance relationship. Yeah. Venice, Venice to downtown. Venice to downtown. That's not geographically desirable. You, I'm in Venice. I'm on the west side. Venice, that's not far. That's yeah. not bad. It's like a 25 minute drive. Wow. Well, it's maybe three in the morning. <laughs> and I got to tell you, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take a man, but Brie, you are a beautiful woman. So, Dean, you, it, it would probably be worth the trip for you. It's not just the beauty that was so interesting about her. She also day. seems very Thank sweet. You. Right. I'm just saying. Aww. The accents. It's the Thank accent. You so much. <laughs> she seems like a catch, Dean. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Anyways, Bree, enjoy the rest of your work in, in Las Vegas. Um, Thank you. It sounds like Vanessa and Jared really want you to come in studio, so I guess, yes. you know, maybe we can make that happen. <laughs> we'll hey, get some hey, wine. You, you we'll gotta want it, it for yourself. <laughs> That's it. Yes, I'm, make I'm, them work. I'm trying to downplay my excitement now. I already got, I've already was left on scene for the past three and a half weeks <laughs> in Instagram. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? To be honest, I've talked about you several times now on interviews, and I'm surprised you didn't slide into my DMs again. So I, I think it was on okay, you. You, you, oh, wanna, you, uh, you can't slide in twice. No, no, no. Brie, he was actually really excited. He sent me a screenshot of when he sent you that message. 
Oh, and do you want to so know something sweet. embarrassing that I actually wasn't planning on sharing today that I, I guess at this point I will share? Yeah, I you did, may as well share. We're being very honest now. I, I did slide <laughs> in again around like January 25th-ish. I said, hey, the offer still sa- stands. And then I, I was like, all right, I'm going to give her 24 hours. If she does, and then I unsent it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Honesty. That's okay. what we asked for here. Yeah. I was like, if she doesn't Thank respond God within 24 hours, it's gone. Well, that's the man right there just giving brutal honesty. Love it. Oh, All right, Brie, I'm we'll have fun I in Vegas. It. Okay. Thank you so Thank much for joining you. us. Bye, Brie. Thanks, guys. They're nice talking with you. Bye, Brie. Bye. Well, I'm sufficiently embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I, I love that you were just completely honest about unsending a message. Yeah. Everybody's been there where they send something and they unsent it. It was one of those I things, too. I Instagram has that feature, by the way. I wish they had that on the iPhone. See, at first I liked it, but then I started getting a lot of unsend notifications, and then it just kind of pissed me off. But, yeah, so I waited till like, a Wednesday after she got eliminated. I was like, okay, she's probably – DMs have died down a little bit. DM'd her on a Wednesday. Thursday afternoon came around, and I was like – I'm just going to delete that. If she hasn't gotten back to me now by that, by that she's never going to get back to me. And it was your second time. Oh, That's yeah. That's the thing. That's overeager. No, I love it's that, though. But I, I just wanted to get her on the podcast sick. at the end of the day, okay? That's all I wanted. She's so, a great guest. But I you're... love, now we know what Dean's opening line is when he slides into the DMs. <laughs> hey, do you want to come on my podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on my podcast, yeah. Well, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it conveys a little bit more. Keyword of, Dean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, keyword <laughs> Dean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, Anyways, that's that's yeah, that was embarrassing. Listen, but. Instagram is now the new dating app. That's how I met my new man. Well, I think we should end on a high note, which is uh, Bree and Dean are going to go steady here in a few months, which is oh, yeah. great for all of us. <laughs> for sure. Um, but obviously, a big thank you to all our guests today. A big thank you to Naz Perez, a very good friend of the podcast. You Rob Mack. Rob Mack. Just Rob. Well, you check out Naz's I Don't Get a Podcast oh. and Heartbroken Anonymous. Right. Rob Mack. What a great guest he was. Unbelievable. What a great name. Rob Mack. Mm. Just a powerful name. Strong power. Big thank you to OpenFit. Be sure to get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days if that's what you want to do. When you text Dean to 303030, that's D-E-A-N to 303030. A big thank you to Bree Barnes for coming on the podcast. Definitely hope to see her more in paradise. We'll see. Either I just want her either in paradise or dating you. That's that's the two options Both right sound there. Like paradise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love good. it. All right. Well, uh, um, as Easton, Mark, Dean, Vanessa, you guys are always the best. So make sure you guys tune in next week. Where hopefully I suck a little bit less. Follow <laughs> Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.